Hey everybody, welcome to the I Disagree Podcast. I'm Jordan Coburn. And I'm Steve Shustak. Hello. Hello, Steve. Are you ready for some Biden tomorrow? Meh. I wouldn't expect anything more or less I, from I, you. I am, <laughs> I am excited about just for the next four years getting to just be fucking annoyed instead of sure. instead of like being Terrified. like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, like yeah. It, it's a democratic administration. I'm supposed to be annoyed by it. You know what I mean? It's like you're supposed to be annoyed by a Republican administration, and that's normal, and that's how it should be. It's not supposed to be like, oh my god, what's this crazy guy going to do next? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So yes, yeah, I'm looking forward to just being normally annoyed, like I was during Obama. You know what I mean? It's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it. I totally feel that. I'm thinking back to even in college, I was constantly shitting on Obama, just like about all of his drone strike numbers and like his policies at the border and stuff. And now it's just just days of yesteryear that i long for once again <laughs> i hate that i hate how much it's taken us back progress wise but yeah i it, it is gonna be i am gonna miss the media um being critical of government for the next four years though that's that's gonna be i'm, I'm gonna miss that like i thought they were fucking totally unfair to trump but that's fine just be unfair to all politicians <laughs> you know yeah. But now that, now have, they're gonna be like, oh my god, did you see Kamala's shoes? Like, oh for for fuck's sakes, people, can you do, do your job? Do your job. Yeah. Report. Yes, I agree. I agree. But starting off with an I disagree within the first two minutes of this podcast, Steve, I disagree. All right. I I disagree because I think there's I disagree with your comment about the media being unfair to Trump. I think that they were. As fair as you can be reporting facts. Everything they reported were was verifiable facts. And when they did report something that was not verified, most of the time they would say that, you know? But it's like, it, or it was things that were being actively investigated. And at that point, you're just talking about something that's being investigated. But also, and maybe this contradicts what I just said, I do think that it is a free media's job to hold someone accountable that is rising up with like a fascist mentality. And I appreciated that everybody seemed to sort of like come at him in that way because Republicans weren't doing it. And then Democrats were trying and it's like, the truth is that this man is a fascist wannabe dictator. So no, that that is a subjective opinion. Report the facts, and I will make my own determination if it qualifies as fascist. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not their job to proclaim that. That's their job is to just give us the facts and let us decide. Are the, you the, thinking- the fact that you agree with their interpretation, and I'm I don't necessarily completely disagree with their interpretation. My point is, I don't want to hear their interpretation. I just want to know the facts. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hard one because I th- I'm pretty sure on previous podcasts I have also agreed with you and I would now also. It never feels good to be spoon-fed your opinions. Exactly, just, yeah. Yeah, it just feels like icky even though I agree like probably with most of the things they say. But so I, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. But isn't there something to be said for like a free press that is constantly under attack having the right to push back and have a sentiment of something that's been under attack. He attacked all of the free press. He didn't let CNN in the White House, you know, at a certain point. That was like a huge scandal. This man 
is an enemy of the free press. So for the free press to fight back at him, I think that's fair. I think that's completely fair. I mean, that's that's the press taking it personal. And guess what, guys in the press? You're not the story. It's not about you. You know what I mean? Oh, he hurt my feelings. That That's fine. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> Just report the facts. <laughs> but like when he... What he took away, what was it, Jim Acosta's press credentials? That whiny little bitch? <laughs> yes, that whiny little bitch. That's that's more than like that's more than hurting their feelings. That's actually denying information coming out from one of the biggest news sources in America. Jim you Acosta know? doesn't have a constitutional right to be in be in the White House press corps. So do you think a president should be able to do that? I I don't I don't think that's good policy. But yeah. yeah, I think they can. Yeah, there, there's no law. I mean, the press can still report on you. It'd be one thing mm-hmm. if it's like, your press is no longer allowed to report on Trump is one thing. It's another thing. It's like, oh, you're allowed to come in my house and ask uncomfortable questions. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they should be allowed to, but I don't think the, the, the executive branch is under any obligation to grant them access to the White House. Yes. I apologize if this is a slippery slope counter argument, but... <clears throat> What would happen if he just did that with like every press member other than the ones he agreed with? They they'd cry. <laughs> like I said, I, I don't I don't think that would be good policy. But I mean they'd still have to report. They just wouldn't be able to go to their little the little uh podium thing where and what's the point of all that shit anyway? Because like fucking every press secretary is just a paid liar. You know what I mean? Like that is their job. Literally, yeah, I, that is their job. We're done. I agree with that. The fact that the Trump administration is the, the shit they're lying about is even crazier than normal is beside the point. Like the press secretary's job is to go up there in front of a podium and regurgitate bullshit. They're not allowed to go off script. They're not allowed to disagree with with the administration's policies. They just have to spin any way they can. So it's kind of a waste of time anyway. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's all performative, but. I yeah, I, I like the idea of the press being in the White House asking questions, but I don't think they're they have a like a constitutional right to be in there. Yeah, yeah, I guess like to me, the consequences of that are just clear as day, and it's so obvious what he wants. You know, he he like One America Network. That's mm-hmm. that's like the the insurrectionists were flying OAN flags mm-hmm. as they were entering the building and stuff, and. Giuliani is always doing interviews with them. You know, when he went on like his Eastern Europe tour, when he was going to all of these places, he was meeting with all these OAN networks, peddling all these conspiracy theories. And it's just like, to me, he's basically, his goal was to replace all of the factual news networks with this one that is tailored to what truth he wants people to believe and so yeah there's another one too called newsmax and do you have cable mm-hmm. uh i have sling and i'm not sure if newsmax is on sling but i've seen newsmax they're trying to be like the new fox news that's like more fucking pussy whipped excuse my french <sighs> yeah it, i i i don't have cable anymore um but I remember when I had cable, I don't think I ha- I had Fox and CNN and MSNBC. I never even heard of OAN or Newsmax. So is that like on basic cable? Uh, no, OAN, I'm fairly certain, is relatively new. And let me see here. One American Network. All right. Launched in 2013. 
Um, far right pro Donald Trump cable channel founded by Robert Herring Sr. Uh, launched network is headquartered in San Diego, California. What the fuck? Yeah, you didn't know that? What? Uh-huh. OAN is in our city. Why don't we? Never mind. <laughs> I almost FBI'd myself. Whoops. <laughs> Why don't we? <laughs> and hey, trust me, as, as a Georgia boy, it comes with great shame to report that CNN is headquartered in Atlanta. Oh, it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, fuck. Speaking of Georgia boys, you want to get to a warm up? Yeah, let's do it. Sorry. Okay. Yes. We got a we got a we got a hot warm up from a sweet Georgia boy named Larry Forte out of Athens, Georgia. Ooh. And he says, uh, "IPAs are the best beers. IPAs are delicious. Do not dispute me." So, <laughs> Larry, I don't think you understand the concept of warm up, but we're going to run with it anyway. I like. I was going to say I like this. This is a directive. <laughs> <laughs> Well, are either of us going to... I feel like the instructions were pretty clear. (laughs) Well, I'm going to dispute them. I think IPAs are fucking hot garbage, you. Hot garbage? They're always crisp, first off, and cool. Second off... Crisp is the last word I would use to describe an IPA. It is the only word to describe an IPA. A Coors Light is crisp. It's like a... It's it's like like a savory Listerine strip. It's so good. That was a really weird, horrible way to describe IPAs. Yeah. Hops. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Hops. The hops. It's so bad. I love it. What do you... Okay. No, okay. You, <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's only fitting, I guess, for a Georgia boy lost in San Diego to not like IPAs. If you don't like IPAs, you can get the fuck out of our town, okay? Hey, my, my favorite beer is a uh, local local pale ale 394 uh Ooh. in honor of tony gwynn's uh greatest single season batting average that's not, very hoppy it's it's fine it's not nearly i, I think it's the i and the ipa that fucks everything up because 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 ah. uh and i don't know what india is is up to i don't know what their deal is and i don't know what they've done to beer but pale ales are fine i like pale ales but it's the IPAs. And then they got these like double IPA, triple Bach, nonsense. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's terrible. I, I do have a soft spot in my heart for IPAs though. Cause I don't know if you remember this. This is like one of the, one of the first jokes that I wrote that actually got some traction was, was the IPA bit. Do uh-huh. you remember that? Yeah. So I no, do have, I, don't I, do have I don't even remember how it goes, but it started as a one liner. Like the people still drink IPAs when there's no one around to see them drinking IPAs. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny because that's, that's what funny. i feel about it although i feel like if your argument is that ipas taste like shit then you could extend that argument to alcohol as a whole i would the agree first, yes the first sip of alcohol you ever sipped was the most disgusting repulsive thing in your life mm-hmm. in defense so- of ipas i didn't know this uh when i first started shitting on them i just thought they tasted bad and i was like i don't get it but it turns out they have like double the alcohol so it's like, yes. all, right, all right, that's fine. Just admit you're an alcoholic. Don't act like it tastes good. Just be like, it gets me drunk faster. I can't help it. Fine. I, I feel you. At this point, I've had like, I pretty much drink IPAs. I mean, probably like 80% of the time. And so now it's almost like other beers don't even seem like real beer to me. Mm-hmm. Like I, IPAs is like the beer. Anything else is just what's, insufficient. What's, what's your favorite one? Um... Well, 
I mean, I fucking love Sculp- uh, Sculpin Grapefruit IPA. Okay. That's just, Sculpin is such a good IPA. You literally named two of my least favorite things in the same product. Yes. <laughs> IPAs and grapefruit. Oh. <laughs> That's so good. Why don't, you, why don't you just throw some broccoli in there and make, get the trifecta? You know what I mean? Like, yes. I th- I think, well, you know what's really good about that one, too, is that it's, like, offered pretty much everywhere mm-hmm. uh, because Ballast Point is so fucking huge now. But also, uh, love me some Goose Island IPA. That's great. I love... Uh, I don't know how to say this. It's, let me see, Elysian? Elysian? I don't know. I said Elysian. That's how I said it. Wow. I I could not think of a more unhelpful phonetic spelling from Google here. I'm going to Facebook chat you this. It's like horrible on how to spell Elysian. If anybody uh, wants to Google this while they're sitting there and see what a loss I am at right now and why I can't finish up this segment appropriately, feel free to do so. This is hilariously unhelpful. <laughs> um, but but yes, they have a they they're like space dust IPA is really good. It's it's just super super crisp. That blood orange IPA the head of Madhouse is okay. Ooh, good call. Blood orange IPA is bomb. Honestly though, my favorite beer. Also, because I can find it like at, at a lot of places too, uh, but I just really like it is "Why Rascal" by Bro. Avery by Avery Brewing. It's like a a little white demon looking guy or girl on the front <laughs> of the can. <laughs> it's so it's so good. Also, Old Rasputin. Have you had that? Why it's do like they a- all have stupid names? I don't know marketing. Marketing, baby. I, I just I, I was at a uh, I was at a bar with my buddy in Manhattan a couple years ago, and he's a big like uh, he listens to the show too. What's up, Matt? Uh, hey. he, he, he's a, he's a like a like a beer snob kind of guy. Like has a beer blog or uh, yeah has a beer blog and carries around like a beer diary and takes notes on those beers. And he's into all that stuff. Yeah, he sent me to some bar, and he got me an arrogant bastard, which apparently is like a local San Diego beer. And I remember I took a couple sips and I was just looking at it and the bar bartender's like, dude, do you want something else? And I was like, nah, man, I'll, I'll power through it. But it was the fucking, <sighs> I couldn't believe how bad it was. I could yeah. not, the same people that drink that are like, Oh, Coors Light is disgusting. Is it really? Is it really compared to uh, this? I mean, Coors Light truly and forgive my hackness is piss water. I mean, it's, it's, it's not good, but, <laughs> I've never been so offended by something that had an aftertaste of water. <laughs> That's <laughs> another thing about people always shitting on Coors Light. like, oh, it's so nasty. It tastes just like water. Well, which is it? <laughs> Make up your I, mind. I hate water, I'll have you know. I am dehydrated as fuck and haven't put <laughs> anything other than a brick in years. Nice. And I won't have it any other way. And if he only knew how true that were, <laughs> it was. Anyways, um, twer, it twer, it twer, it was how true it was. I it twer. Which one is it? Who knows? Um, I have to say one more, one more IPA All that right. is amazing because it is from the state I was born in, Vermont, and it's really good. And the can is super dope, and it just like it just tastes fucking amazing. 
It's called Heady Topper by The Alchemist. It is really good. It's from Stowe, Vermont. And my dad used to ski there all the time and stuff. Very fun. It's fucking delicious. Uh, Larry, I'm with you. I think IPAs... I don't want to say they're like the best beer necessarily. I mean, I I feel that way. There's so many other like there are so many good beers. Like I really love Hefs and stuff and like yeah. Belgians. I love those kind of beers too, but ugh, I'm with you on the IPA. Steve doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I'm not I'm not trying to be like uh like a reverse beer snob. Like I like like fancy craft beers too. Like and I like a nice Hef. I like a I like a nice pale ale and I like uh uh, what do they call them? Belgian ones that you drink in the silly glass? Yes, the silly like, glass. Yeah, I like those. And I, and, I, and you know what? But I'm not gonna act like you fuck if it's if it's fucking 95 degrees in the middle of the summer, and I'm outside. Give me a Coors Light. That sounds delicious. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That sounds delightful. You yes, try, my- try drinking IPA and fucking 95 degree hot day. Just shoot yourself. My uh, shoot yourself. You and Larry's your down there sweating in Georgia. You're just sweating, man. Just get a Bud Light, man. You'll be fine. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> my uh, one of one of my bosses, the best boss in the world, Sully Sullivan. Um, he was my boss on Warp Tour when I was doing like crowd safety, like security stuff. His name He's is just... Sully Sullivan. <laughs> Sorry, his name is Sully. His name is Sully because of Sullivan. Oh, okay. Yes, um, but wait, is that how he presents himself? Why am I having... Yeah, Sully Sullivan. Wait, what the fuck is his... <laughs> I've never thought about this. What the hell is his real first name? Sully Sullivan. I mean, that can't be his real name. I've literally never questioned this in my whole life. I have questions about Chris Christopherson, too. Yeah, like yeah. Your name's really Christopher Christopherson? Yeah. Your I are hacks. I just saw... You know how Facebook recommends like all these random ass people that you have no idea who they are to be your friend. Mm. Um, one guy popped up named Pissed Pistofferson, <laughs> which is which you is great. Added him. That's pretty good. Yes. Anyways, Sully would call Coors like Colorado Kool Aid. <laughs> it was like it was just hearing him ask for one. It's like I think I remember it so fondly. He'd be like, "Give me one of them Colorado Kool Aids," and he like does not talk like that at all. He just has a reg. He's like from Oceanside. <laughs> but he's he's got to get in character when he's getting down with the uh, getting down with the Coors. Yes, I also feel. I mean, you went to college. You drank. Mm-hmm. Hasn't your taste for shitty light beer just forever been ruined from those experiences? Kind of. I mean, I, I definitely don't drink like Coors Light and Bud Light and, and shit like that as much anymore just because yeah. there's so many more options now. Like it used to be like 15 years ago, you go to the store and it just everything is either Bud, Bud Light, Heineken. You know, you'd have your imports and stuff, but they were still basically like, you know, Pilsners and, and lagers and shit. But now there's just so much stuff. So I, I drink like 394. I drink the Cali Creamins. I like the Creamsicle Ooh. Cali Creamin. That shit is fire. Have you tried the Orange Creamsicle Cali Creamin? I think I don't. I think I had maybe they had a raspberry one once at Obi Noodle House. I think I don't think I ever had the orange one. Oh my god! It's yeah. It, it's 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 just a delight. <laughs> I gotta try. I gotta try that shit every time. Uh, Obi Noodle House. If you're in San Diego, you have to. I mean, if you haven't already, it's like the best fucking place ever. It's so good. They have so many good beers, and they used to have those peanut butter whiskey shots. Now they have Screwball, which is like a you know more whiskey like looking thing. And it's peanut butter whiskey, but my girlfriend the shots, loves that. Oh yeah, it's good. But the shots they used to have at 
Obi Noodle House before it started getting like produced in you know big batches and stuff. It was like cloudier, I remember. So it was just like a creamy whiskey peanut butter shot. Oh, so good. Instant diabetes. Just I want to just go ahead and cut off my left leg after I take one of those. Yeah, that's so true. I'm not even diabetic, but (laughs) I do. I feel I instantly feel shaky. You know when you drink too much and you wake up feeling all shaky the next morning. Uh huh. (laughs) I have like three of those and i wake up feeling that way it's horrifying um that's not funny at all i should probably see a doctor all right next (laughs) up (laughs) are we ready for our next segment yeah let's do it okay let's get into it everybody uh oh wait uh before we move on if you'd like to submit warm-ups you can become a patron today at patreon.com slash i disagree podcast at the five dollar level you can suggest warm-up topics and literally uh just throw out anything you have on your mind and we get lots of awesome suggestions and we just pick, you know, relatively random ones. And thank you, Larry. We will uh, see you on Facebook in our Facebook group, which you always get access to as a patron. Okay. Our next segment coming up is the I Disagree Mail segment, everyone. All right. So this segment is the I Disagree Mail segment. This is where anybody, patron or not, uh, writes into the show and tells us what the fuck they think about what we said last week. And we've got a couple good ones this week. They're a little bit long, which is totally good. And we love that. We just want to give you a heads up because we're going to read through the whole thing. So brace yourself to hear our voices for a while. Okay, this first one is from Anonymous. And uh, here we go. Hey, Jordan and Steve. I'm a longtime listener and first time disagreeer. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening and super excited to hear what you have to say. Hopefully it's shitting on Steve. This most recent episode on college campus safety, the week of January 3rd, Steve mentioned that words are not violence and that college campuses are one of the safest places in the country. Respectfully, sir, I disagree. Yes. I feel personally that the fact that you can say this clearly shows the privileges afforded to you on a societal level. I realize that you likely went to university before I did. I'm about Jordan's age and a mom of two. However, college campuses are not and have never been safe places for women. It's the reason why modern campuses have emergency stations every 50 feet or so now, and why women are taught to hold their keys between their knuckles, and why I'd change from heels to sneakers when walking to my car after working on campus. Ugh. That fucking sucks. It's the reason my male friends felt the need to go across campus at 2 in the morning to meet me at the library and then walk me to my car. It's the reason all my friends and I would text each other that we got to our dorm safely. I went to Arizona State University. Our campus cops were real cops from local precincts. They saw action on campus and it was terrifying. Along with that, in the three years I went, subtle brag, I graduated in three years. I don't recommend it. (laughs) Two students jumped off buildings and I saw people physically harmed. In general, they are not safe. Now onto the words are not violence thing. You're wrong. Well, do you want, do you want to, you want to break this up into two parts? Sure. Yeah, totally. Um, Yes. Um, so to comment on what she just said, I mean, I'm sure all that's true, but I mean, the question is compared to what, like, is, is a college campus less safe than, I don't know, any neighborhood, you know what I mean? I mean, the the fact that you have emergency stations every 50 feet and uh, an entire like police precinct dedicated to it kind of underscores the point that it's actually really safe. And I mean, I was an RA in college, you know what I mean? And like, I I mean, I can't speak for every experience on every college, but I will say, I mean, 
yeah, there's there's fist fights break out and shit sometimes, but that's mm-hmm. everywhere. It's not unique to college. There's nothing unique, uniquely dangerous about a college campus. And I, and I would argue that it's safer than most places. And now when I said it's the safest place on earth or whatever, I was obviously exaggerating, but. Yeah. Well, I, I have a couple things, I guess, and they're about to address this later, but I think when you were saying that last week or the week that they're referencing, it was in reference to safe space speech wise, right? Like mostly. Or did you say that in general they're like the safest place? I don't remember exactly what it was, what the context was, but yeah, I don't remember. Either way, I know that they're going to get onto that in the next paragraph. But I would have to disagree with you, Steve. I think it's pretty uncommon for regular cops to be patrolling college campuses. Was that the case at your school? I don't, I don't know what they were. You know yeah, I, mean? I don't know who they reported to, but they were, they were there, and they were, yeah, readily on call. Yeah, because the people that are like. Typically, like at UCSD where I went, for example, all of the people that, you know, are are like pseudo cops, they're called like CSOs, community service officers. And then there was also UCPD there. They they had like a station on campus and stuff and and they would certainly respond. Honestly, most of the time that I ever saw them was during our protests where they would just like come and hang out either on the outskirts or, you know, um, to be honest, when I went there, they kind of had to. They, it was right after Pepper Spray Pike happened. The mm-hmm. cop at UC Davis that like maced all the fucking kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but, anyways, I digress. Point being, I think that is pretty crazy. ASU is also a massive party school, and mm-hmm. I, while I don't want to blame rape and misogyny and sexual violence in general on alcohol. That's definitely a factor. And I think that it's a factor in just like just general violence and tomfoolery and sexual violence. And so I think it checks out to me that ASU would have a much higher rate of those things. But everything that she said, I resonate with. Like reading that kind of got me in the gut because I've never really like listed it out like that. But like changing the tennis shoes from heels, like. I don't even ever wear heels, not for that reason, but if I did, I would probably do the same thing. You know, parking garages is where, yeah, the whole thing is just fucked. It's like, I I think it's a fallacy. There's some logical fallacy in what you said that because cops are there is why it makes it safe. It's a bit of a circular argument, you know, because it's, it's like the violence is there, the police presence of actual cops is needed, and so then they're on campus, which you could actually make the argument makes it even more unsafe if you take into consideration misconduct by police officers, which I've experienced at UC. I was like in that whole thing with a drug dealer that was living in my house and my apartment and we like turned her in mm. and there were cops assigned to the case and the cop hit on me at the end of it. No, <laughs> what did like, he say? He just asked me if he could like have my number and like asked if I had a boyfriend and I was, yeah. And I was like confiding in this guy, really scared having this person living with us that was dealing drugs and bringing old creepy dudes into the space, you know, and, and like that happened. So point being, I think you're wrong. I don't know. I mean, I lived on a college campus for many years and I'm sure bad things happen, but I I would, I would be amazed. I don't know where you would find the data to compare like murders per capita on a college campus versus society at large, but I would, I would, I think it's 
fairly safe to assume that there's way less. Yeah. I, I mean, mean it's, if you're if you're in college in America, you're one of the most privileged people to ever live. Like it does depend on the type of violence though, and like I think I agree with parts of parts of what you're saying. I do think in general I, I feel safer walking on a college campus at night than I do like in downtown San Diego at night. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But then there is also, there are a lot of other things that happen in college that wouldn't happen elsewhere. You know, like I was in a college party once looking for my drunk ass boyfriend and I was trying to like do a rescue mission, you know? Mm-hmm. And a guy was like, oh, you're looking for Thomas? Oh, come this way. And he took me into a room and closed the fucking door. I was like sober as fuck. I just didn't know the house. And it was super crowded. And he literally just like took me in a room, closed the door. And then seconds later, my friends busted in and were like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? And that shit like that shit happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And then people just get raped. It's like it's so horrible. That's not nearly as common in the real world for someone like me you know, who's like not in a relationship with an abuser or, you know, something else. So I think it depends on the kind of violence you're talking about. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that's, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. Yeah. Uh, totally. You want, you want to keep reading? Yes. Thank you. Um, now onto the words are not violence thing. You're wrong. Personally, I think you both are. Jordan, I think your heart is in the right place. But the words being violence thing is not a passing thought. It's not a thing of the past. Jordan, the experience your friends had during that time in university is present at almost every moment. I am a fair-skinned, mixed-race, Mexican-American woman that grew up in Arizona during SB 1070. Oh, God. That was like the first thing that made me realize how fucked Arizona is. I have wit. Sorry, that was my commentary. Uh, going back, I have <laughs> witnessed my mother put sunscreen on her face and prominently show her wedding bands at border patrol checkpoints when traveling with my dad. I have been present with my grandfather, an American Army veteran and legal citizen of then fifty-five years, being asked for his papers. I have seen my brother, who is darker than I am, pulled over for the tint on his window. In quotes, tint. I was told at age 12 by another girl in my class that Mexican girls are only good for laying on their backs and she'd get me a pillow for my birthday. Holy shit. I've seen white people come up to me to complain about these fucking people or invaders when referring to my more Hispanic appearing coworkers. I've been told to stop speaking Spanish before because I look, I look white, so I'd better start acting like I am by men. My husband and I purposefully named our children white names the same way my parents named us. It's scary. There's present violence and microaggressions that exist every day. So while I do think no grown-ass person should lose their jobs or education opportunities for something they said when they were 15, I've seen friends and family members jumped or targeted by white people for being different in high school. And while people can change, and I hope to God no one is the same person in their adult lives that they were in high school— their actions have lasting impacts on those at the other ends of those words, and accepting these actions radicalizes people. Accepting language such as the N-word makes it okay, not for everyone, but for some, because to some aspect of the population, it will encourage further behavior. It's why I'm personally so horrified by the vernacular of the Republican Party. Yes, the word itself is not punching me in the face, but they want to, and they're letting others know that it's an action they'd support. Saying nothing in those instances is the same thing as letting the bad guys win. Edit. 
I read this out a while ago and wanted to sit on the thoughts before I sent it, but given the events of the six, that outrage you feel right now, I feel as well. But it's also something minorities in this country exist with. Do you now understand how words and violence are intricately linked? I hope you all are safe and healthy. All the best. Please don't name me. Well, thank you, Anonymous. Yeah. Thank um, you for sharing all of that. That was really, like, powerful. Yeah, I mean... And I'm those, sorry. Those are obviously those are obviously really bad things, but I don't I, I don't see how that relates to to words being violence. And well, I, I mean not said- not not to not to try and like jump on somebody else's struggle, but she says, you know, I've I've seen fen- friends and family members jumped or tar- jumped or targeted by white people for being different in high school. I have been jumped in high school and targeted for being white like it's it's not it's not exclusive to non-white people getting picked on and beaten up for your race i've been robbed mugged jumped by multiple people and called a cracker multiple times like yeah but but, but that was violence that that the punching in the face was the violent part that's (laughs) absolutely horrible but you know first off i have a couple things number one i'm really sorry that that happened to you I don't care. That fucking sucks. It's high school, whatever. It doesn't matter if it's high school. If anything, that's worse. Because it traumatizes you and forms your opinions moving forward as an adult. So, that fucking sucks. Number two. I think it's still a bit of a false equivalency thing. Which I feel bad saying right now. Because I know that that must have been really painful and shitty for you. But, I do think... I, I know for a fact that it happens way more in one direction than the other. How do you know that for a fact? Because I see people every day treat other people in racist ways, and I don't see it happen to white people nearly as much. Okay, I, I, I need on the street, on the street, strangers. I need like examples you. and data. Okay, because I, I can was... give you plenty of my own g- g- growing up in Macon, Georgia. Like white kids got beat up and jumped all the time. White kids in Hawaii got beat up and jumped all the time and called Hallies. It is what it is. People are horrible and it, it is not exclusive to one race. But Steve, I mean, this is like an argument that would take so long to hash out fully, but just for, for saying, ex- I know you're going to, I know you have a lot of examples and I have a lot of examples too, just from things that I've seen. And this is, in a liberal bubble, in quotes, in California, where people still have the audacity to do this sort of thing in public and think they're not going to be publicly admonished for it, which they're not a lot of the times. That sort of stuff is absolutely horrible. It's so horrible. It's so prevalent. It's the only logical conclusion from a country that has not had a reckoning with their racist, slave-based past and continued... I'm not just talking about black people in continued racism and violence. It's it's it never ends. It has not been reconciled. It's not fixed. Compa- so of course compared to when in our history. I it's been here the whole time is what I'm saying. It's been worse in terms of literal slavery in the past. But well, not even slavery. What about twenty what about twenty years ago? Is it was it worse then than it is now? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of arguments that I think are really important to hash out there because in, in some instances, it's like different policies that were more discriminatory have been litigated in court so much to the point where you you could say, yes, more litigation has been passed that combats that sort of racism. 
However, there's different ways of racism. There's different ways to be racist in ways that are much more insidious and harder to fight in that sense. It's a lot easier to be like, slavery is bad. We need to get literate. We need to get rid of slavery than it is to be like, cops need to be held accountable for murdering black people in the streets because they're protected because of immunity clauses. So it's like, there's a, it's much more complicated now to crush those systems because they're so intertwined with excuses basically. And then they're, they're blanketed and it gets, you know, I hate even saying the word complicated because to me, it's not complicated at all, (laughs) but in that sense, I think a lot of people would say that 20 years ago, you know, we're talking like, I mean, 2000, I was going to, I was thinking like the eighties for some reason, not thinking we're already right. in 2020. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah I, I was kind of thinking of the eighties too, but yeah, either way, I, I think the point still stands. Go on. Yeah. So just like when we think about like Rodney King riots, you know, mm-hmm. which is probably the most recent upheaval, you know, like across the nation that happened uh if you want to compare it to the blm events um back back then it's it's like that was 40 years ago and it's still the same shit i uh, that's i don't have the data but i don't think that's true which part do you think is different i, I mean i think just police shootings in, in general have been going down year after year uh-huh like that yeah that's kind of my point right it's the same shit no i'm saying going down like the rate is oh going down yeah i thought like no not like going it's going down got it got it it. okay (laughs) forgive me that is a way you would talk (laughs) (laughs) um you think they've been going down i I mean i think i would fact check that but yeah i think so that i mean that would be logical that would be logical to me however it's obviously not enough, you know? And like, sorry, go ahead. No, you're, you're going to say something. No. Um, I think that the, the OP, um, laid it out, right? They said accepting language such as the N word makes it okay. It being in reference to violent actions, not for everyone, but for some. Who accepts the N word though? People that see someone get away with it. People that use it. People that want to use it because they have that. They want to use it hatefully. And they say it. People throw out that litmus test all the time. It was like. I mean, I'm sure you saw this in Georgia. You've seen racists. Mm -hmm. Like actual racists. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen what it looks like when someone throws out a litmus test when they enter a new group and they kind of see what sticks to the wall and how safe a space it is to be racist or be sexist or uh, be. Yeah, but I guess I get. I mean, the the point is, is you know, in, in 2021, if you want to use that kind of language, you got to be super careful who you say it around and where you're at, or otherwise you're going to get fired, you're going to get canceled, and you know what I mean? Like you can't. It's completely socially unacceptable to say that word, and everybody knows it, even the people that say it in private. Yeah. As Where, it, whereas it wasn't socially unacceptable in, I don't know, the, the 60s and 70s, probably. Right, because more more policy allowed that behavior to exist in companies and in government. 
it's been such like a long road to try to eradicate that. And I think like, I mean, their language was intentionally chosen, you know, they sat on this and they thought about it and they said not everyone, but for some. And so because to some aspect of the population, it will encourage further, further behavior. I think, I think we can both agree that that is, it is conceivable. It is more than conceivable that that could affect someone's behavior thinking that something like that is acceptable. Well, yeah, sure. Of course. I mean, I guess what, what, what is, what is, is her argument that because words can lead to violence, that words are therefore also violence can, can be violent. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's, that's a hard disagree for me. Like, I mean, I think like words can be violent if like, you know, you're a mob boss and you say, Hey, I'll give you, I'll give you 10 lards to go whack that guy. Okay. That's, that's violent. You, you, you know, you, you put a hit out on somebody, mm-hmm. but, but otherwise, like, I don't know, like it, people, people need to get prepared to have their feelings hurt and it sucks. What do you think then about, you know, the argument that Trump's words incited that violence at the Capitol? Do you mean legally or impeachably? In the, in the same way that we're talking about it right now. Um, no, I don't think, I mean, I think, I think it's impeachable. Yeah. Because I don't think that's, the, I don't think it would go up to, again, legal experts on Twitter. What the fuck do I know? But I mean, I, I don't think that he'd be able to be prosecuted in the court of law for incitement. No, because he yeah. didn't, he didn't say go storm the Capitol and murder Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah. Know? But like outside, outside the courts, just like existentially, the phrase that words can lead to violence, yeah, and therefore, and therefore can be violent. I don't disagree that words can lead to violence, though. I agree okay. with that. I okay, just think, I, th- I think there's a clear separation between the words and the actual violence. Yeah, that's fair. I do think, you know, when people say that words are violence, that is sort of the inherent idea behind that is that they lead to violence or can lead to violence yeah you can make that argument about a lot of things though really if you want to you know what i mean because i mean did bernie sanders rhetoric lead to violence when one of his supporters went to the baseball game and tried to kill half of congress were they a bernie supporter oh yeah hardcore bernie supporter yeah that's yeah he was trying to kill republicans because they were trying to take away our health care i don't even remember what the thing was but it's like and i want to be clear i am not blaming bernie sanders for that totally but I'm, I'm just saying that i mean you could extend that argument out ad nauseum if you wanted to yeah well i mean like liberals didn't call republicans dehumanizing names over and over again you know like not like I see the face. I see the face. I forgot this wasn't a visual medium. Folks, <laughs> not, not like, not like the ways Republicans do or racists do. Do you remember how they, the, they portrayed Mitt Romney and, and Paul Ryan in those ads in their election? As like spineless? No, as wanting to murder your grandmother and, and roll her wheelchair off the edge of a cliff. No, I don't remember. And that. also, and if, if I recall, I, I forget who said it. Somebody who's probably not that important in politics, I forget. I think his name was Joe Biden or something, said something uh, <laughs> along the lines of, 
and Romney wants to put y'all back in chains. Implying that Romney wants to enslave black people in America. That's a completely reprehensible thing to say about one of your political opponents. But it's just Joe being Joe, you know? Yeah. Uh, I would say that. Act like Democrats don't say dehumanizing shit about Republicans. It's ah, I'm I'm calling straight I'm pulling the flag out of my back pocket. Penalty on the play. Yeah, but I mean, like. That's so different. Isolated incidents like that versus. I'm just so over it. I just want to call it like I see it. Republicans are fucking racist. They're rooted in the South. They're rooted in slavery. They hearken back to the old days of the Civil fucking War. They're fucking insurrectionists. Obviously, that's been proven so much over the last week. I'm fucking done. So you're trying to jump into the main event? All right, let's do it. All right. uh, That was a very good call, Steve, because our main event this week is what the fuck should the Republican Party do? Uh, should they split off into a new party? Or should they try to reform the party as it stands currently? And Steve and I have some opinions about this. And I guess, should I go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. Here <clears throat> we go. The only place the GOP should go now is hell. Anyone <laughs> that wants to go with them can stay on the hell ship and anyone else that doesn't want to go with them can find a new party. The Republican party has been tainted beyond repair. This is not a time for reformist thinking. They need to eviscerate the structure and rebuild too many people in the party have sympathized with treasonous ideology and racist, racist, racist ideology for them to look their constituents in the face and say that as a Republican, they represent them. The move to a new party is the only thing that will truly demonstrate their willingness to course correct in a profound enough way that their base can trust them at all moving forward. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we were a little peek behind the curtains. Me and, me and Jordan were kind of uh, spitballing this topic uh, beforehand, and we, we basically kind of agreed on it. But after what you said and after our conversation, there was breaking news about 30 minutes ago in the Wall Street Journal. I don't know if you saw that, which no. is going to throw a monkey wrench into the whole thing. Oh, shit. So Donald Trump is apparently contemplating starting his own political party called the Patriot Party. Oh, my God. Uh. So what says you if he does that, then, you know, all, all the Trumpies leave the Republican Party and go over to the Patriot Party. And then the Republican Party is just like Mitt Romney and Ben Sass and fucking normal people. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, what a curveball. I know. <laughs> Oh my I, 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 I sat on that one too because like 10 minutes after our text i saw that tweet from the wall street journal i was like "Ooh, <laughs> yeah a little, a little spicy little upgrade of the convo okay what a coincidence okay um all right so basically can the republicans say no i still think it's i still think it's tainted i think it's been the it's been the party of racism and slavery for so long that there are so many people in that party even if they wouldn't jump ship and go over to the patriot party they're just sucking on the teats of a confederate party it's like there Republican does not mean what everyone that likes to believe they're just fiscally conservative, you know? It does not mean that anymore. That is not what it means. It has stood for too much horrific violence and ideology for too long. And it's just come to a peak with Donald Trump. And I'm not talking like 
you know, looking at people like Bush or Reagan or whatever. I mean, I think they're fucking horrible and wind up perpetuating that stuff directly and indirectly. But I'm talking about the violent, literally KKK member representatives that are allowed to be fucking Republicans and they are just so certifiably disgusting. Who's in who's in the KKK? I don't have names. I mean, I got one, Robert Byrd, Democrat. Over over time. <laughs> over 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 time. I mean, let me I can't fact check myself right now. But <laughs> I can't. Let me let me amend that to something that I that I also can't give you names on, but it is much more uh I think you could get on the same page. Um just people that are parts of like Nazi sympathizing groups. That is something that has been found in police forces, representatives, like local and re- like reps. It's I I really don't feel like I need to research that. <laughs> we know it's true. Sure. So I mean I can find it though. I'm not saying I can't find it. I no, know I'm, for I'm a sure, fact that I can. I'm yeah. sure that's true. Yes. Um, so I mean if if they all leave and join Donald Trump's party then I mean, there needs to be an opposition party uh, to the Democrats. You can't just have one fucking party. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? I guess, I guess I don't think Trump's actually going to do it. He doesn't. What the fuck is he going to do? Is this assuming he's going to run for like Senate or something? I have no idea. You're, you're probably right. It's all probably smoke and mirrors with him. Just like him starting a TV station. Like anything he's actually ever attempted to do is just fucking completely failed or collapsed or never happened to begin with. So yeah, it's probably I mean, I, talk, but. I could see people like Matt Gates, you know, like joining it from within Congress. Uh-huh. If if he actually sort of he's such a little fucking God, I hate that all the words to describe the worst qualities in people relate to women. I want to say bitch, pussy, cunt. It's like the fucking only words that carry the weight of emotion that I'm trying to describe these people with. But Matt Gates is La- such maybe a face old Matt Gates. Yeah, I hear you. Oh my god, he is such. I fucking hate that guy. All he wants is to be accepted by his fucking daddy Trump. I hate it. I hate him. I hate him so much. Oh, I have so much hate in my heart. If you have hate in your heart, let it out. I hate you, Matt uh, Gates. Well, <sighs> I, guess, I mean, I guess the, the point is, if if you have someone like Mitt Romney in the same party as someone like uh what's her name marjorie taylor uh QAnon. you know what i'm talking about no uh oh, okay fine matt gates then those people those two people can't be in the same party that oh marjorie that, taylor green yeah it's just a complete, complete complete QAnon whack job right yeah in the in the same party as as mitt romney that this that doesn't make sense they can't no. be in the same party. And I don't care no, what it, the name of the parties that they wind up with is, but like that just doesn't make any sense that those two people are in the same party. Mitch McConnell, who, by the way, also should fucking jump ship, but he won't because he's just an opportunist that just wants to win. Um, He needs to direct people out of the fucking party if he's going to save it at all. He needs to purge that party and be like, you get the fuck out. You get the fuck out. All of you people that after the insurrection came back onto the Senate or con- like congressional floor and stood by that shit, get the fuck out. They yeah. have to do such a cleanse 
if there's any chance of them keeping the Republican Party. Yeah, there's no way to do that, though. Like, even if he wanted to do that, he doesn't have the power to just kick people out. That's not how it works. No, that's why people are so afraid of going against Mitch McConnell, because he really does. His network of people and campaign campaigning network and, like, funding network and mm. PACs and lobby, like, all of that shit, the NRA, like, if you fuck with Mitch McConnell, your race will get fucked with. Hmm. That's a good point. Now, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he is doing shit like that behind the scenes because there is there is a clear split in the Republican Party. Like, uh, have you been following what the Arizona GOP has been up to? No. the The Republican Party of Arizona. I guess they break it up in states somehow. I don't know. Mm-mm. They are trying to to uh, kick Sidney McCain out of the party. Wow. Why? Because she. Uh, doesn't like trump basically wow and it's, like, and it's like okay you're the arizona gop two elections ago one of your guys was the standard bearer for your party and now you're trying to kick his wife out of the like they've just they've completely lost their fucking mind so again yeah. like, how, how can you have someone like like john mccain and those people in the same fucking party somebody's yeah. gotta go i like, mean that, what I would love- just- sorry go ahead uh, I don't know what word I was looking for there anyway, but it was a good, <laughs> it was a good vocab word. Yeah. I mean, I guess like I would irreconcilable. Love yes. Right. Yes. I would love for this to be a time where the multi-party system starts. You know, yeah. you talk about like you need to have an opposition party. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't. Maybe the Republican party splits into two and the democratic party splits into two. But right now democratic party they have way too much momentum going forward right now as a unit. There's no way in hell they're going to like split. Yeah. But eventually they need to. Mm-hmm. There's we need a multi-party system. This is so fucked. Yeah, you could have you could have uh you have four parties. You have Republicans, Democrats, uh I don't know, socialists and socialists the Patri- and, and the Patriot Party. Shut up. I don't even mean that as a knock. I'm just saying, like, that would be the party that, like, Bernie Sanders and the squad, they would they would represent the socialists, and then the Democrats would just be, like, I guess, Joe Biden, and the Republicans would be Ben Sass, and then the, I hate calling them the fucking Patriot Party. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the, the Trump Party would, would be, like, you know, Matt Gates and those clowns. There should be, like, a list of names that are forbidden if <laughs> from registering a new political party. Like, any, any names that try to co-opt words that are just inextricably tied to the United States of America, they should not be able to choose those names because it makes sheeping people so easy. Yeah, you should have to name your party a random country. <laughs> I <know>? agree. <laughs> like like Jordan? <laughs> yeah, like jo- the, the Jordan party. The <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. Like all the streets, all the street names, New York, Mississippi, Alabama, in mm-hmm. San Diego. Yeah, totally. I agree. I think that's a great one. I just fucking... What do you think? Um, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I think I basically agree with everything you said. I mean, the Republican Party is a fucking joke. And, uh, and I don't think everybody in it's a joke. Uh, I think there's serious people with, you know, serious policy proposals and, you know. But half your party can't be conspiracy theorists. No. You know what I mean? Like that just no. that doesn't work. No. I mean like 
there's got to be some solution for limiting fucking conspiracy theory based ideas without limiting free speech there's got to be something it's like it's so it's gonna ruin this it is already it ruined this country yeah we're fine only if they find some way to limit it Uh, i don't know i think we'll be all right people are too stupid steve you're a smart guy you only associate with other smart enough people and say, and same for me. I mean, I I do hang out with shout out sweet baby gains. That's yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, <laughs> I hope well, no, like, me. yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, Gaines is like an awesome guy, and I think he's really smart. The fact that he believes this stuff, and that any of our friends believe this stuff, truly just like baffles me. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's not new, though. I mean, this isn't new at all. Like, conspiracy theories, like, f- for fucking a-, a large percentage of Democrats thought that Bush was behind 9-11. A large percentage of Republicans at least claimed that they thought Obama wasn't a natural-born U.S. citizen. You know? Like, it's all, like, I don't know. I don't yeah. even know how many people really believe the shit, or they just tell that to pollsters. It's like, oh, who Bush? That's the guy I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, but I don't like. It's one thing for people to just kind of have these, you know, beliefs like in aliens or whatever, or even that an alien fucked the earth and that's how humans came out or something, you know, even if they believe that, that's fine. But it's just as long as it's not the core platform of your party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the fucking problem. But I mean, I mean, the, the, the fucking proof is in the pudding. That is the core platform of their party. And what happened? <laughs> they, they they lost two branches of government in the last election yeah yeah they really so, did they fucked this, up this kind of worked yeah yeah barely though fucking jesus christ i'm glad you brought up Gaines, though not to say his name again but just like i get so angry obviously with all of this stuff and then it's like you have to face the fact that your friends and your family are part of this group and they're not stupid right. i don't think i don't think he's dumb i don't think my family's dumb right but yeah yeah i don't know and i think all this shit like i think all the the craziness just got amped up even further because everybody was in quarantine for a year you know what i mean and that's not going to be the natural state of affairs moving forward so i don't know i think i think it'll cool down you know yeah trump was for god's sakes georgia and arizona went blue that's how how badly that conspiracy shit was rejected you know what i mean like so, I mean, the message the Republican Party needs to take from that is, holy shit, embracing lunacy fucking causes us to lose Georgia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think... Speaking of which, I just I just right. realized we completely skipped over uh, Nathan Jameson's disagreement, which touched on that. Ooh, how about we we'll save Nathan's for yeah. next week? We're going to save yours for Nathan. Uh, yours for next week, Nathan. We did see it. It was a good disagreement. You know, I'm a man who loves a good bullet point. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> so we will get to you. We did see you. Is that a gun thing? Bullet points? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. I. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Nathan. Shout out. We'll make sure that we talk through that next week. Um, but yeah, just just to go back and f- and maybe we should should we finish up around the hour mark holy shit Fuck are, it, we let's gonna, do it. are we gonna do that oh my god um i think i think it's 
I I think people that believe in all of this stuff that are also smart people, you know, like verifiably intelligent people. Mm-hmm. I know there's just some emotional void that they're trying to fill with feeling like they can belong to some other group. Uh-huh. I'll bet it. I'll bet that's part of it. And I'll bet part of it is just like, it makes you feel special thinking that you know something that other yes. people don't know. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. If you're like, ah, I know the truth. You suckers out there don't, you know? Yeah. And as is always the case, when you have one finger pointing this way, you always got three pointing back at yourself, you know? So it's like... And then your thumb up in the air is just and then, yeah, your, God. Yeah. yeah, your thumb's just a wild card. <laughs> but I, I do think there's such an irony in people shitting on people like me saying, oh yeah, look at this expert over here or whatever. Or, or like, we think we know it all. They're just the ones that are actually finding the truth. Just the inherent hypocrisy in that is infuriating. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay. No, you're right. So since you have a different opinion, you're the one who's right. It's so fucking dumb. Wait, what? Say that again? Like, when people are like, oh, you guys are all sheeps. Like, the you know, QAnon people or whatever. They're like, you guys are all sheeps. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing my own research and, like, I found the truth. and Because and, that's literally what they think. They think that our brains have been rotted by the media and we have lost the ability to think for ourselves and they think everything that we think about them. Yeah. I, and and the the funny thing is I agree with their first two points. (laughs) It's just the conclusion they draw from those first two points. I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. Sure. I really have to, I can't stress this enough. This is the disillusion that capitalism creates. What did cap? What? What? How does capitalism play into it? Always, it always plays into it. You pit people against each other, fighting for scraps. This is economic. This is socioeconomic turmoil that has been brewing in this country for its entire existence. Fighting for scraps in the most prosperous country in the history of human civilization. Not when you think, though, about the fact that people can't afford their rents. They can't afford health care. They can't afford daycare. They can't afford a pension. They can't afford any retirement. They have to work till the day they fucking die. They have to live in squalor. Like half the human race still shits in a hole in the ground. That should not be the standard. The greatest country in America (laughs) holds itself to. I I do think we are the greatest country in America. I put that in quotes for all of you listening to me. (laughs) 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 Ah, well, um let's wrap it up but i guess we, we you want to let's uh let's shout out some new patrons uh, Ooh, yes while we're here uh yes loading well while we're doing that uh quick shout out to carly mang and aaron trahan for being a elite baller tier so you want you guys to shoot us a dm whenever uh whenever you guys want to come on the show and, and have a chat yes please because i mean this is entirely unprofessional and we really, really try our best to be professional, and we fail. I'm going to take responsibility here. I fail. I'm the leader of this project. Uh, yeah, you're doing in, great. In that, I will take responsibility for the failures. But yes, if we don't, for some reason, reply to you and we fuck up, please, please, please 
do us the solid of sending us a message and we'll get it settled right away. But yes, Aaron and Carly, we're going to have you on for our main events. And this has been a great public display of the dysfunction of this podcast. (laughs) And thank you, everyone, for allowing this. (laughs) And shout out to Chrissy Stacy as well for being a patron. Yes, new patron. <laughs> Woohoo! Chrissy's at the five dollar level, right? Sorry, that's weird to divulge that information. Uh, <laughs> but what'd you say? <laughs> nothing. No, nothing. Okay, great. A- anyways, thank you. Sorry, this is falling off the rails here. <laughs> I want to. Uh, I we're recording this on a Tuesday. The inauguration happens tomorrow. By the time this comes out, it will be Thursday. Fingers fucking crossed everything goes well everyone stays safe and if things went badly hopefully everything's gonna be fine <laughs> this is so weird i'm sure it'll be fine yeah i mean I'm we not- might come back next week and be like oops i was wrong but yeah yeah <laughs> I, I would be highly surprised yeah yeah definitely all right well uh steve you're the best yeah you too farewell farewell see you next week <laughs>